This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, parents. Tim Wright here along with Dr. Michael Gurian with another episode, number 99, of the Wonder of Parenting podcast. Michael, good to have you with us today. Thank you, Tim. You too. Uh, and we're, uh, we've got another listener question, and we are always honored to be able to uh, speak into some of the questions that you're asking. And uh, there, one good place to send your questions to us is on our website, wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. There's a submission form there, and you send in your question, and then we put it in the queue and get to it as soon as we can. Uh, if you do want other people to reflect with you on your questions and want to get to it sooner than perhaps we can with our podcast, you can go to our Facebook page, Wonder of Parenting. And uh, a lot of times parents will put their questions there and other parents will chime in and offer advice or resources. Great way uh, to have your questions dealt with as well. Uh, so either way, wonderofparenting.com and Michael and I will put it in the queue for the podcast or and or you can go to our Facebook page, Wonder of Parenting, and put your question in. So this question today, uh, again, another good one. Uh, a mom struggling with uh, some issues with her son. And we say this all the time. Uh, most of the questions we get are for boys. And that doesn't mean we don't care about girls. But we do know that, uh, again, because our boys tend to be underserved, we get more questions about them. So here's the question for you, Michael. Uh, I have what I would describe as a hyperactive, nearly four-year-old boy. I don't see any signs of ASD. You want to define that for us quickly, Michael? Autism spectrum disorder. And possibly ADHD, but also possibly not. No diagnosis. Just a full-on boy, nonstop, very physical, quite impulsive, but very smart. I've been working on emotional intelligence since he was very young, and he is growing out of the hitting others and tantrums that used to be so frequent. He is drawn to other hyperactive children and is very excitable. He has a friend on the ASD spectrum, and they love each other, but boy, do they leave a trail of destruction in their paths. Their time together is exasperating, highly stressful for the parents, and disruptive to other children in the playgroup. They tackle each other, okay with this in the right setting, run and scream inside, they jump on things they shouldn't, throw things they shouldn't, spit at each other in fun, hit each other in fun and not in fun, push each other, and all within the space of a minute. <laughs> it's like a tornado has ripped through the building. They are both oblivious to the voices around them. After 30 minutes or so, things will calm down to a more manageable level. But I need help in understanding what's happening here and how to redirect their energy or how to manage this interaction. How do I ground my boy and even get him to look at me and hear me when he's in this state? Is it avoidable? Many thanks. Wow. Mm. What a question. Okay, Michael. Mm. We okay. await your we await your wisdom. I I sorry, I have to go away right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, it's a great question and I think it's a universal question. Yep. Although um 
you know, it's eccentric to every human being, but it's it's so important to answer this question. So if if the we're going to assume the child doesn't is not on the spectrum and the child's only four. So um, and the child is four. I mean, I think to some extent they might know by now, uh, depending on how mildly or, or severely he would be on the spectrum. So I'm going to say he's not on the spectrum and the ADD ADHD wouldn't necessarily have to do with this if he is she says she doesn't know even if he is maybe the hyperactivity component would have to do with this um uh and th that's for sure and then you know as this child gets older if they think he needs a diagnosis then they'll get that for him but the question can be answered even you know knowing or not knowing about that uh, because there are some things going on here they can't the parents can control and then there are some things that that are just going to happen and the child's going to learn to grow up experientially the stuff that can be controlled um is is uh the space that these two boys do this in um so it's causing consternation for the group for the play group and 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 rightly so right so they probably need to be separated so from the play group during the period of time that they're playing this way and at least that should be experimented with. So they're they're in a group, she doesn't say, but I'm gonna imagine there are 10 kids, let's say. These two kids, they ought to be taken somewhere else. Once they start it, they just get moved, and maybe that's outside. My hope would be they could go outside. And then they run this energy off with each other and they relate with each other this way, and they kind of exhaust themselves, and then they come back to the play group. So removing them, uh, you know, safely into a safe other area, um, hopefully outside would be would give immediate relief, I think, to this situation. And then the kids, they will gradually learn, uh, as these two boys will gradually learn. And then the individual boy who's not the autistic boy who's not on the ASD spectrum, her son will gradually sort of learn where do I want to be in this constellation of play? Do I do I start missing those other eight people because I'm playing in this this way that is um, not appropriate for the group, but is appropriate for my friend here? But I kind of miss the group, so maybe I need to start modulating my play a little so that we can go back into the group. You know, that's all going to happen experientially for this guy, and he's still going to be able to play with his friend and still get that bonding, and and he's going to protect the group because the group's obviously in consternation. And then he'll gradually evolve. He'll gradually grow. So that would be the first thing I would say to experiment with and try um, right away. Another thing is the spitting. You know, people can set boundaries. I think it, I, I, like, I never let my kids spit. I always, that was a boundary for me. Um, and it's also, it's kind of primal and not hygienic, you know. And of course, in the COVID time, uh, in the COVID time, I mean, you, you absolutely have to shut it down. You know, we, we can't have people spitting at each other. So uh, the second thing I want to say is isolate that one and make that a discipline issue. You know, um, you can do all this other stuff when you're over in this, let's say, outside and not with the play group. You can do this other stuff, but you can't spit. And, um, you know, if you spit, then you stop playing and you each go to your own corner. Uh, so I would control the spitting. And I think especially in this time, that's essential. Um, and then in terms of the oblivion to the voices around them, what's happening in the brain is that the, so the amygdala, the cerebellum, all these parts of the brain that are generating movement and emotion, um, 
uh, are all highly activated. The, the parts of the brain that would be listening, quote unquote, listening to the parents who are saying, stop that, those parts of the brain are not active. And, and what may be needed is what we call the, the three uh, senses method. In other words, to get one of these boys, and she's focused on her son, to get her son to stop a certain behavior, like the spitting, um, may need to, will probably need to intercede, move into that constellation, which is now just a dyad, these two kids, move into it, grab the boy, you know, you know, not abusively, but say, hey, come on, okay, come here, you know, hold him, so hold his shoulders, that's tactile, look him in the eye, that's going to be visual, and then auditory is going to be your voice saying, you may not spit, and because if I'm standing 10, 20 feet away and I say, you may not spit, he's not hearing that, right? Because other parts of his brain are so activated, his hearing centers are not listening. But if I get in there and use three senses, I'm more likely for him to hear me and to even think about it and try to change his behavior. That'll take repetition. But that three senses, that's going to be um, uh, probably better. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So that answers those. And then, of course, how do I ground my boy? Let's I'll move on to that in a moment. But but did that help for for the initial question? Yeah. Yeah. I you know, one of the thoughts that I had, um, because, you know, what you say is just very, very practical was 50 years ago or so when when you and I were boys, we didn't have a lot of these diagnoses or maybe we had them. They just weren't as commonplace about hyperactivity and so on. And so we would often say, well, these are just boys being boys, and, and we maybe had a little bit more awareness of boy energy then um, and have lost some of that awareness. And yet at the same time, having a, a grandson who has really benefited from being on uh, a medication that sort of helps him slow down and concentrate, I recognize how important this is. But it, but it is sort of an interesting dynamic that parents raising uh, boys, we're going to speak generally about boys for this moment, uh, a boy energy, and then a boy energy with some of these things like ADHD and so on really can exasperate the frustration. And um, so what I appreciate about your answer, this is my long answer to your question, is that you've just given practical insights for anybody who's got rambunctious boys or girls, for that matter, uh, when it comes to dealing with these things. Yeah. Yeah. And then if he needs a diagnosis, he's only four now, but, you know, right. they'll be they'll start being pressure from kindergarten when he goes, you know, that's, that's, if not now, then at that point, there'll be these other people saying, 
things like, I wonder if he's blank or I wonder, you know, and then that starts that process of, uh, which, you know, maybe five, he's five, then he's six, then he's seven. But by the time he's seven, there's been so many people saying it, then maybe, you know, let's get an evaluation, do the neuropsych batteries, see if he is ADD, ADHD. That's kind of the right way for that process to go. And that's, that's slower. And that's for a kid like this, that's probably okay. Like at four, he probably does not need a diagnosis, but he may need one at a certain point. Right, right. And and it is interesting to note as well that after about 30 minutes, they seem to calm down and then they're pretty good again. So what does that say to you? Yeah, it's how they bond. It's how these two guys bond. And there's a freedom and a safety they have with each other to um, to play in this way that entertains them, that they like, and through which they learn. Because remember, play is school. Play is learning. Every time a child plays, the child is learning. Um, so this dyad is working for them. Um, probably one of the one of the boys um, is more the instigator. That often happens. One's more the instigator of this this kind of high energy rough and tumble play, but then they both love it. Uh, or that alternates on one day, one's the instigator on one day, the other is, and then they, you know, they have this bond and this safety um, to do it here with this other person. And they, they are both kind of high energy guys. So they, uh, you know, can't do it with their sister or whoever it is, their younger brother, but they can do it with each other. So I think they are, they are feeding each other and um, they are gaining from it, but, They've also gotten the age where they they do have to be sensitive to group and where socialization, um, we can certainly say boys will be boys if we want. I mean, I, I don't mind that phrase if, if this is what it means, that boys play rambunctiously, fine with me to say that. Um, uh, but if it's causing all this consternation, that's, mm -hmm. how we, that's how we start saying, okay, we need to have a process to help them with impulse control. And, and that's why I was suggesting moving them away and then also focusing on one impulse at a time, like the spitting, focusing on impulse control on that impulse. Um, uh, because I think they're probably gaining a lot from, from playing this way with each other. As long as they're safe, I think they're gaining a lot. Yeah, and, and I, I want to touch on one of those things just briefly because it is an important part of bonding uh, generally for our boys, and that's the, the, the kind of jumping on each other, wrestling with each other, fighting each other. Yeah, even hitting each other. Yep. Even hitting each other. And, and parents tend to have this, this, uh, this tendency to pull boys away from each other when they're doing that, when I think you would advocate that unless they're hurting each other, that's actually quite good for them. Yeah, if they're hurting each other, if, uh, if it's abusive, if it's scary for the parents. I mean, if it's being done such a way that causes bruises and all that, okay, the parents will stop that. Right. So we all agree that that's not what we mean. That's dangerous. We'll stop that. But, but uh, yeah, what she's described is, is, as you say, the pushing, the, the, the hitting each other, but she hasn't, you know, she's mainly said in fun and sometimes not in fun, but she hasn't said it's abusive. So that rough and tumble there, we just have so much research showing how good rough and tumble is for all kids and how much kids learn from it. Um, and, and, and they even learn, we, sometimes we don't think this would be the case, but those of us who care a lot about social emotional learning, right, SEL, which is huge in schools right now, which is huge in families, 
Um, we may not realize that spatial play, objects moving in space play, where kids are objects moving in space and they rough and tumble and they, they knock against each other and push each other and, and even hit each other, again, not in danger, um, that, that can help create impulse control. That actually can help create um, social emotional learning because they're going through all sorts of emotions during this process and having to self-manage the emotions. Oh, am I hurt? Oh, I guess I'm not hurt. Or yes, I am hurt. And now I need to cry and say I'm hurt. You can't do that. You know, a lot is going on there. So um, that kind of play leads actually to a lot of the gains that we want that we previously thought we could only get through use your words. Yes. Right. We've gone through a 20 year process or 25 year process of saying use your words, use your words. That's the only way to get social emotional learning. That's not actually true. Words are great. But but um a lot of impulse control and self-regulation happens experientially by these boys doing this. And then, and, and, you know, she almost hints at it because they, they do their 30 minutes. Yep. Right. And then, as you've said, they do their 30 minutes and then they're done. Well, they've gotten from the play, the lessons that their brain brains need from that play. And now they go over into the group play and they get the lessons they need from the quieter, softer group play. Uh, so they're, they're, they're learning a lot from that. Yeah, so par part of what I'm hearing, I think, from you and her question is that this seems to be a boy who, uh, to interact with people, needs to, to run off some steam and some energy, and is probably not going to be the kind of boy who is going to start his day by sitting quietly and listening. Uh, yeah, I mean, on a given day, maybe, but yeah, yeah. I think you're right that he that he's he's starting out high energy is what it sounds like yeah and and of course so there therein is the challenge and and uh, this is this is part of why it's so difficult you know these high energy boys are are and i feel such empathy for moms because i was a high energy boy hyperactive and was so difficult for my own mom i i get totally what she's what she's feeling even though i'm not her i still understand it because this He's like a constant challenge. It's a, it's a, all this energy is always challenging her. Uh, and, and it is really difficult. And then it becomes difficult for the other folks. So if I can give a, another takeaway, it would be to, to, uh, as he, as this energy is happening to help him find the places where he can work through this energy. Uh, of course, she, in this situation, he's he for a half hour he works through this energy, you know, with this other boy. So that's already figured out. Um, but also, he's going to be high energy at other times, and have him, you know, have him run a lot, have him build things, have him um, uh, go into martial arts, uh, which you can start at four or five, you know. So he's harnessing it because the what we want with him is not to shame or shut down that energy but to help him control and direct it. Yeah. And um, and yes, he's only four, so he's just playing now, but but we already need to be thinking about um, this energy is actually an asset. This boy energy is an asset. So how will I, over this, the, over this uh, span of childhood, how will I help him direct it? Uh, so, um, you know, start getting him into sports now, if he isn't already, uh, especially sports that use a lot of energy, like soccer, you know? Um, uh, and then as we direct him into these containers, right, these containers will start containing this energy uh, as this 30 minutes with this other boy is containing the energy. It's putting it in a container and inside the container, it's get, we're getting all the gifts of that energy. 
uh, whereas the container of the 10 kids, not the right container for this energy, too difficult, creates too much you know, trouble for the other eight kids. We need it to be in the container of this dyad. Well, in the same way, martial arts creates a container. Soccer creates a container. Mm. So uh, we want to we want to put it in a container and have him working through it and directing it into these activities, and then all through his life, that's what he will do with his energy. He will direct his energy into activities and ultimately into life purpose, into service of others. You know into his profession, into his marriage, into his child raising, the energy will get directed. So we're not trying to shame or shut down these kids. We're just trying to contain it in places that direct it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, mom here doesn't mention uh, if dad is in the frame or not. Um, he may be, may not. Uh, and we've talked about this before, the importance of bi-strategic parenting. Um, how might having a father or father figure in this uh, story help and what might that father or father figure or grandfather, uncle bring to the table or uh, maybe be directed to do to help this boy? Yeah, I, I, it's a really good question because part of the, the directing and the containing and the self-discipline and, you know, part of all of that should be being done by the father and or if father is not available, then there should be male role models, uh, father figures, second fathers. Um, it is very hard for a mom with a boy like this to do it all. And, and, um, and she really shouldn't have to, right? Because this child, this child wants to be raised by strategically. This child, every child needs by strategic and multi-strategic assets. Um, and because we're communal animals, we're social and, and pro-social animals. So all of us as, as children and as human beings need a lot of different input. And, um, uh, so males give a certain kind of male input and, um, with a boy like this, this is the kind of boy that sometimes the mom says consciously or, or, or unconsciously says, okay, dad, I need you to do a little more with this boy, <laughs> you know, um, because probably not always, but possibly the dad was like this, or there are some other men in the family, the grandpa, you know, that they were boys like this because hyperactivity, if he's hyperactive is genetic. So it's passed on. So, um, and just boy energy, you know, often parents will have three sons and two sons are quieter, but one boy really active, you know, let's say, and they'll, and then the dad will say, oh yeah, I was just like that. And so, so yes, the dad should be involved. The male role models should be involved. Part of what males give to kids is self-discipline. That's a big part of what fathering is about. 
it's um, yes, it's about freedom. It's about risk taking. It's about independence. It's and it's about care. It's about compassion. Yes, and um, it is about discipline. And there are certain tasks of discipline that fathers need to take on. So, um, so example in this situation would be if dads are around. I, I'm assuming dad is not around in this, and that she and the other moms are doing the parenting during the day. And that, and so that's what she wrote about. And we just, yes. don't, and that's when she's with this other boy Yep. and that other boy's not there at night. So that's probably why this didn't come up. But, um, uh, even if it's in the evening, if, if the father's only around in the evening, let's say, and this, and some stuff has gone on like the spitting, you know, spitting went on during the day. I think it's absolutely great that mom brings this up and mom and dad now talk to the son. You can't spit. And dad says, you can't spit. You know, right? That the moral values and the and the social values are are also the dad's helping with passing those on and with talking about those. And if he is around, let's say on a weekend, and and the boy's playing with the with this other boy, the dad, I think the dad should be the one um, uh, to step in there and say, "Okay, you two, you play outside. Go away from this group. You play outside. You know, and I'll come outside and, and sit there and watch you." Um, yes, I. I so overall, the role of the dad with hyperactive kids doubles down. It can be even more important because uh, he can help teach the self-discipline. Such interesting stuff when we're talking about boys and girls and how they relate to the world and moms and dads and the unique struggles we have with our kids and the sacred duty and how exhausting it can be at the same time. And you kind of hear this with mom. Uh, You can tell just in reading this, she loves her sons, very proud of them. Again, and as you said, you know, he's three and a half to four years old. So he's three and a half to four years old. So he's just a little boy. But, um, you know, to be able to, as you say, surround uh, mom and that little boy with not just a father, a father figure, but a wider community, which they seem to be doing with playgroups. Of course, it'll be preschool or school coming up soon. All of these things can really help uh, not only give mom a break, but mom some reinforcement in helping her to shape her boy and uh, to utilize that energy uh, as he grows in more positive ways. Yeah. Yeah. And her exhaustion does come through when she says, is this avoidable? Yeah. You know, uh, we were going to circle back to that at the end. And, and I think it's a good thing to end on because you can you can just hear it like oh, <laughs> if only this was avoidable. And and the thing is that I think she's going to find that as they institute these practices of, of separating these guys when they they're in this tornado state, et cetera, uh, no spitting, putting rules, multisensory kind of looking him in the eye, holding his shoulder. I mean, as we practice these practical strategies and repetitively over a period of, say, a month. Hopefully, I would like to see that at the end of that month, that she is less exhausted and that and that she, um, uh, you know, so that she won't say, well, is it avoidable? By which I think she meant, is it avoidable to have them play this way? And and hopefully this this containing of this will happen so that it's not creating this consternation for the for all the parents. And then I think she'll feel less exhaustion. Yeah. Well, we sure appreciate, Mom, that you you wrote in and hope that at least some of this has been helpful, a good starting point for you. And I want to encourage any of you, if you've got questions for us, to head on over to wonderofparenting.com. That's wonderofparenting.com, and you can submit your questions to us. We will get to them as soon as we can when we put them in the queue. 
and uh, there's a link there to the Center Place of Hope, our, our good friends who help uh, keep us coming to you every week. And our Facebook page, Wonder of Parenting Facebook page, and it's a group of people, parents just like you, who um, are enjoying the this great sacred experience of being parents and all the joys and frustrations that come with that. So we'd love to have you uh, join us over there as well. And uh, Michael, any final thoughts for mom before we head on off? Sounds like just, you did a good job. I Just keep going, mom. You're yeah. doing awesome. Yeah. Thank you and, for writing and thanks everyone. And we appreciate all of you listening. And next week we hit a milestone, episode number 100. That means that I have picked Michael's brains 99 times <laughs> so far. Do I have enough left in me to do another one? Let's see. <laughs> next week, episode 100. Thanks everyone. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Tim. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.